Welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 237. This is your host, Deshaun Tudor. And this is Sam. This is a Tudor episode where we try to teach you something new. How you doing? I'm sick. I fucking always get sick. We're on vacation. We are nine days in, ten days in. Something like that. Nine or ten days in. Sam decides to get sick. Like always. Redonkulous. It happens every trip. Why? I don't know. You do you th- do you think you prophesize it into reality? No, I just think getting off of my schedule and out of my realm just makes me sick. I don't know. If this would have been a week long trip, I would have been fine. Dude, I honestly think week long trips are the way. Because mm-hmm. uh, um, my body started falling apart digestion wise because i'm not used to eating so much shit yeah day like seven eight i was like ooh, i'm starting to hurt mm-hmm. okay what are we tutoring about all right a friend reached out to me today a friend reached out to me today and asked me if i'm considered an independent contractor and i was like yeah i think so and I'm like, why? So he currently works uh, construction for a guy. The guy was talking to him about becoming an independent, an independent contractor. And they would, like, partner on deals. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And he's like, what would I need to do for that? So I told him some, some brief stuff, but it got me thinking. Um. I'll touch a little bit on the independent contractor stuff while we go out here, go through. But more importantly, um, just like the quick down and dirty breakdown of like starting a business or Mm -hmm. is it worth like starting or becoming self-employed or whatever, right? Yeah. So. um, This also came from, we've been listening to Dave Ramsey a lot. Such a beautiful man. Yeah. And um, he talked a little bit about starting your own business as well. To a gentleman. I do not care if you like Dave Ramsey or not. He has a lot of good information. Yeah. So much good. I would say the only information he doesn't have, because it goes against his thing, is using leverage for real estate rentals. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing different he has than a lot of, like, other people. But the idea of... The, the smaller your footprint, the the smaller your footprint, the easier it is to like gain wealth mm-hmm. and and be free. And the same with that is um building wealth. So so people think with building wealth that that you need to use leverage or A lot of people think you need to use leverage, right? And get your tax deductions and all that shit. But his thing behind it, it doesn't matter for you. It it matters just very little bits unless you make a lot of fucking money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like people think like, oh, I need the tax deductions. I need the shit to bring my income down. And it's like your household income's a hundred grand. It doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Now, if your household income is five hundred thousand dollars, you know maybe. 
I, I, I personally would do, do some stuff a little different. Yeah. Um, as far as like leveraging to use tax write-offs and shit. But like the majority of the population, it makes fucking sense. What are mm-hmm. you saying? Even like anyone starting a business, it all makes sense. It, like the shit he preaches when it comes to starting, like the shit he preaches for your personal life helps so much for starting a business because if you have, what's up? Oh, you just started going like on a Dave Ramsey rant and that's not at all where I was going, but okay. It's going to roll right into business. Sure. If you have your personal expenses down very low and it only costs you a thousand dollars a month to live, or let's just say, yeah, let's just say it costs you $2,000 a month to live. That includes your rent or your mortgage and your food Mm -hmm. and like your insurance, whatever the fuck. Starting a business is going to be a lot easier because you don't have as much stress to like to need to make a sale or whatever, mm-hmm. which if you are in need to make a sale, it can force you to make bad sales mm-hmm. or it can force you to pressure and like come off bad to the customer. Right. And so like that's stuff we're going to get into a little bit. But the thing with it is the like if you don't have a car loan, you don't have credit card payments, all that shit. It's going to be a lot easier for you to start a business. So when we think about becoming self-employed or starting a business, the things we need, Mm -hmm. okay, we need to come up with some sort of name Mm -hmm. unless we want to be a sole proprietor and just use our own name. Right. Then you need to sign up for uh, either LLC, a business entity of some sort, corporation, sole proprietorship, whatever. The first thing, what'd you tell me you have to do? Make sure someone already doesn't have that name. Right. So go to your LLC, look up for your state, look up whatever you want for your business name and make sure that it's not already, someone doesn't currently have it already. Then we need to get our EIN or our social security number, depending on what what kind of business we decide to go with. Mm -hmm. We need to set up to pay taxes, federal and state taxes. Yep. You need insurance. So whatever your business is, you need to get insurance for it. And then the last main thing you need to have, like, the business. And the last thing is is software mm-hmm. to track expenses. Right, yeah. A QuickBooks or something like that, whatever you have you, for bookkeeping. You can do Excel, obviously, but QuickBooks and stuff makes it a lot easier. Especially if you're new to this, dude, don't do Excel and do QuickBooks because it's going to, like... Or, or something similar to that because it's going to do your profit and losses for you. It's going to do your balance sheets for you. It's going to help you track your shit payroll, all that stuff yeah. a lot easier. Do you go, are you going to talk a little bit about like just doing like side work or no? I wanted to go there with the Dave Ramsey rant. Yeah, that's But where you got, but you, you lectured me. Well, yeah, that's where I wanted to go. So one thing, here you go. Sean just started talking. So, uh, Dave Ramsey does say, like, if you want to start your business, to start doing side work first. And if you're just going to do side work, you don't really need to have a business name or you can just do cash. So you don't really need to track it with. I'm not giving tax advice. Um, so, I mean, you don't have to, like, claim it on your taxes if you just do cash. But you, 
the one thing you do want to know is your profit and loss. Are you making money doing yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but start doing it just on the side so then you're not risking a whole lot. You're not risking not making enough income because you're just jumping ship to start this business. Keep your regular job. Do the side work until your side work is enough for you to survive or it's more than what your regular job is and then you can transition over. Um, so starting out, you don't need to go through all of that right away until you know it's, one, it's something you want to do, two, it's something you can do um, and you like doing because just because you're a good cook doesn't mean you should open your own restaurant is the lovely analogy example uh, Dave Ramsey used because owning a business is way different than just cooking you have all of this stuff you have to worry about you have to worry about paying taxes paying your employees managing employees let's get in that right now okay let's go so people when they think about a business just like you were saying they're a good cook they're a good contractor they're a good electrician they're a good uh, auto detailer, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. They're good at something. They automatically think, oh, I know I'm getting charged out at $90 an hour. I should start my own business because I only make 20 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's what you should think about that goes into running a business. First thing you need to know, you need to do a business plan. Okay? Yeah. So business plan. What's a business plan uh, entail, okay? We need to have an idea of market research. Mm -hmm. We got to do market research. So what's our target market? Who, who are we targeting? Yeah. Okay. Who are we selling our product or service to? Yep. So right there, what is our product or service? We have to identify what our product or service that we are offering is. And start off small. You don't need to offer the world first. You want to start off in a niche. It's... it's you want to think about this as you want to build yourself up to being a big fish in a small pond. Mm -hmm. So if all you offer is flooring, all you offer is um, carpet. So let's just say all you do is carpet, carpet only, right? Well, keep doing carpets only until you're the big fish in the small sea of people offering carpets, mm -hmm. right? Then add in doing luxury vinyl plank and then add in doing tile. And mm -hmm. the, you know what I'm saying? That, that's like. And you can add like a person to do those things individually. So then you're not losing your carpet work. Right. You're just adding these additional things by adding people along to your business. Right. So we identified our product or service and we identified a, a target market. Okay. The next thing is how are we getting customers? So we've got a target market. What are we doing for our marketing to get those customers in? Right. Are you posting on Facebook, posting flyers, uh, cold calling, mm -hmm. door knocking? Mm -hmm. Paid ads. Mm -hmm. All Just that. Just word, word of mouth. Of, yeah, word of mouth. Um, so what is your medium to getting customers? Okay. We want to look at who's our competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only looking at who's our like so looking at who's your competition, so you have an idea of who you're going up against. You have an idea of what they're charging. Mm -hmm. Have an idea of their like their skill set or like their years in business. Mm -hmm. Their quality. Their quality for sure. Um, and we can also learn from them like how are they getting their customers? Right. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. So. And who, what do their customers think of them? Yeah, reviews. 
big. Mm -hmm. So who's your competition? Another thing you might want to identify before doing this is who's your allies. Yeah. So. If you're doing carpeting, like, you probably should know a tiler that if you have a customer, right, that wants both carpet and tile, you can always, like, pair with another company and be like, hey, I'll do all your carpet work. You can do all my tile work. 100%. So who's your allies? Maybe maybe it's realtors. Maybe it's property management companies. Yeah, that too. Um, you know, whatever it is. Um, maybe it's other contractors, like you said. So who's your allies? Um, maybe who your ally is is your bookkeeper. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you get an attorney to help you with some stuff. You know, uh, who's your allies, right? Um, actually, one of the best things, and this goes into um, one of the, con, like a, a con, but it can be a pro of business, is um, one of your allies could be a mentor. Oh, yeah. A mentor or a coach of sorts. Yeah. So um, the next thing is how are you funding your startup? Oh, that's a very good question. So, you know, what? so the service you're offering, let's just say contracting because that's what we do. Um, okay, so you're going to need, you don't necessarily need it, but you're going to want either a truck or a van mm -hmm. of sorts or an SUV, whatever. You're going to need um, maybe a trailer and then you're going to look at your tools you need right. to, to perform the job. Yeah. <clears throat> So you got to break down that. You also got to look at if you don't have work coming in, because because you're not going to have you, you won't necessarily have steady work. Right. So what do you have in reserves? Okay, that's another thing with like Dave Ramsey, like. Yeah, this gentleman that asked Dave Ram Dave Ramsey, he was calling to ask if he should use his savings to put a down payment on a house or to start his business. Yeah. And he hadn't been doing any side work or anything. Yeah. So, obviously, Dave told him to, well, actually do neither. Yeah. Uh, he told him to rent for now and then see, do side work to see if it's something he wants to do. Yep, absolutely. So, um, so how are you finding the startup? Um, that's that's going to be important. Next thing is your skill set, okay? What skills are you bringing to the business? Okay, so are you the, are you the best tile guy? Are you the best carpet guy? Like, are maybe you're good at running business and you don't have a skill set in this, so you're gonna find someone who does. Yeah, um, that might actually be the better place to be at because then you just know how to run the business and you hire to fill those positions. But but like, what is your skill set? Um, and knowing that ahead of time, is your skill set bookkeeping? Well, then you better factor in the time it's gonna take to learn bookkeeping yeah. or hire a bookkeeper. And now you're talking about a money thing, so you're gonna need to bring in more work. So, um, big, big, what, what are your skills? Do you want, okay, do you want to get better at your trade or do you want to get better at, or do you want to get good at running a business? You know, right. like where do you want to go in your hierarchy of things? Maybe you don't start a business or maybe you partner with someone willing to run the business side so you can focus on your skill, mm -hmm. your craft. And I'll repeat this again. Just because you're a good worker doesn't mean you should start your own business. 1,000. So... Um, boom, boom, run through that. So you kind of get this shit panned out and figured out as you're going through this. There's one important thing we need to ask ourselves. What are you looking for? What are you looking to accomplish? What's your vision? Okay. Mm -hmm. You should 
have an idea of your vision to, to personal vision to see what the hell you want in life and then a business vision where would you want to take this company and that rolls right into your like skill set and shit do you actually want to do this right do you want to run a company or do you just want to be the best fucking carpet installer out there because you got to think if you're starting a business like you're marrying that business 100 percent. so you have to like fully commit to it and think about the fact of like if it's just you in the business, you can't just sell that, no. right? Like you can grow something that you could sell and get out of down the road, but that means you have to make sure you, you know you want to manage employees. You know you want to have to be responsible for getting all these things done and taking care of your employees before you can even think about selling a business. 100%. So if you want to start a business, you are going to be in that business for a minimum of five years. Oh man! I mean, unless you unless you decide to liquidate it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, what's your game plan with the business? Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe you are just uh, someone that starts a business, scales it, and sells it. Yeah, maybe that is like your skill set or whatever. But that's a very rare skill set. Yeah, don't think anyone can do that. Yeah, knowing that ahead of time is going to uh, is going to help you big time, because. Um, you're going to enter an endeavor that is not easy. Right. And th th that's like why we're trying to make sure that you understand a lot of these important factors of it is like we know people that stated they did not want to manage employees and then tried managing employees. And hated it and then wanted to get out of it. Yeah. All right. So let's do this. Do you want to go into cons first or pros first? Let's end with a happy note. So let's do cons first. That's what I was thinking too. All right. So what are the cons of starting your own business? Um, responsibilities. Huge. Uh, your responsibilities skyrocket. That's one thing people people don't realize that you have to play, pay. Like once you get employees especially, you have to pay your side of taxes for your employees. You have to pay unemployment insurance. You have to pay workers' comp. Um, so when you're thinking about the facts of like, well, I only get paid $9 an hour, but I know my employer is getting paid $20 an hour for this job. Well, that's because they're responsible for all of those taxes and fees. Plus you need to make sure that you like they're making money too. So you do have to put profit into that equation because the business has to grow. You have to pay yourself. You have to pay the, the insurance for the company, the, the overhead for the company, all that shit. So your responsibilities are egregious it's no longer it's no longer you go to work you clock and you do the work you leave and you you turn your brain off that's no longer the case you're constantly thinking about your business you got to figure out you got to make sure you're getting work in mm -hmm. first and foremost you have to get leads in if you don't have leads if you don't have work coming in you've got nothing right so you gotta you gotta string up work okay if you're a contractor that means all the tactics you said door knocking cold calling paid ads word of mouth whatever right mm -hmm. okay so you got all that so you have to factor in time to to get that done mm -hmm. or hire someone to do it for you right and do the work itself okay so let's just let's just go with that so, so we got to get leads in right yep we got to quote the leads mm -hmm. once we get a lead we got to quote the lead so how much time does it take to, to do a quote dude it takes a few hours it can, depending on the size of the quote it can be a few hours to do a quote yeah De depending on the size um smaller projects if you're just doing a 
if, if uh, let's do this. If you're just doing a niche thing like carpet, it's going to be easy. You base it a uh, dollar amount per yard. It's not hard. You'll be able to do those quotes within within minutes. Um, but if you get into like more general contracting, like we do in full scope work like that, dude, it takes a while. It takes a few hours yeah. cause you, you're, you're going through everything. So anyways, um, so leads mm-hmm. quoting. Now we got the work. Now we have to do the work. Yeah. Like you said, we got to go do the work. So, um, how much time do you have on site doing the work? Well, you're going to want to put in at least eight hours a day. At least. You, you'd think about it, right? So, I mean, like if you're putting in eight hours right now, eight to 10 hours right now, Working, you're going to want to put in at least that. Okay, so you got your 8 to 10 hours. And then we got to make sure we're tracking our expenses. Mm-hmm. We got to stay up on our bookkeeping. We got to pay ourselves and we got to pay our taxes. Yeah. Okay, we got to make sure we're doing all that. Um, and and then, so we've got all those things coming in. We need to make sure we're talking with the customers, communicating with the customers, making sure the customers are happy. Mm-hmm. And then we got to make sure, so we got those five things, we got to come back. We got to make sure at the end of the project, we got to go over like our P&L to make sure we made money. Yep. Make sure it worked out well, what we made per hour, etc. So we got all those things, right? All while we've got those six things going, right? We need to make sure we got new leads coming in because we, we need to work next week. Yeah. So we got to keep on those leads and quotes for next because week. Because you're, you're not getting paid to do all that extra stuff. No, no, no. You're only getting paid to do the work. To do the work. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 yes, you can get paid to pick up materials and shit like that. But that's part of doing the work. But you're not getting paid for the quote. You're not getting paid for getting the leads. You're not getting paid for following up with the customers. Mm-hmm. You're not getting paid to to go over your profit and losses. No, you're getting paid for what you quoted out, mm-hmm. what you build out. Like, do you remember Sean and Ryan didn't make money for the first two and a half years, two years. <sighs> What do you mean make money? How long did it take Ryan and I to make like an actual adult salary of 40000 or more three years in before yeah. we could do that? Yeah. And then <clears throat> three, three full years of business. So then on our like on our fourth years when we finally like started making money. Yeah. Like uh, above, above what we could have just made if we would have just worked full time as a normal fucking forklift driver at Menards. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, and if you listen to Andy Frisella's upbringing. Oh yeah. His was like 10 years, wasn't it? It took him in, in 10 years, he made $58,000 combined. Yeah. $58,000 combined in 10 years. That's insane, dude. Wild. Yeah. Wild. So. So it can take a while. It could take a lot Besides, like you should pay yourself for doing the actual work but i mean to start making like profits it can take a long time because you want to put as much money back into that business early on and that is exactly why this is how ryan and i made it guess what ryan and i lived on the dave ramsey fucking model Mm -hmm. besides besides using our credit cards to start the business up i mean that was probably not very smart but like we didn't make money so i lived off credit cards and you yeah, and sure. my savings. I'd, I'd get some too. some savings, yeah. But I had the savings set aside for the business. Yeah. So I pay my my monthly statement on my credit card with the five hundred dollars a month I made from the business. Yeah, Sean had to sell his car that I loved because we couldn't afford it. Oh, I sold everything. Yeah. I sold everything. We were very frugal back then. Yeah. We but, did get Mimi though during that time. But we lived Dave Ramsey. Yeah, we did. Like 
we had no debt. Yeah. Um, the the I I used a zero percent for twelve month credit card for the first year in business mm-hmm. to survive and uh, and and paid it with my five hundred dollars a month. And but by the end of the six months, it was paid. The card was over. It was done. Yeah. It was paid back. And so it's by needing less money to survive, you can pay yourself less and you can pour all that money back into the business to grow. Ryan and I would not have been able to grow at the speed we grew if we were taking day one, 30, 40 grand salary each. Guess yeah. what? We didn't even make enough money to do that. Yeah, no. For three years, we didn't make it. We could have done that if Ryan and I were willing to not grow the business and just work in the home. We could have each took a home, worked in it, and made $40,000 a year it, yeah. with two homes. Yeah. But we wanted to grow the business, so we stepped out of the business, hired people for those roles, so we could grow the business and do all that shit um, and sacrificed our income. Yeah. But there was definitely some times like, where Sean and Ryan had to ask employees to like, hey, can you not cash your check until we get paid? <laughs> yeah, so here's the deal with that. So this is, this is another con. You're not guaranteed payment. Yeah. If you do work for someone, you're not guaranteed they will pay. Unless if it's a good, uh, well, even with good goods, like if you're opening a storefront, like you have to buy everything up front and then just wait yeah, for got, someone to come in and buy something. Yeah. So you're not, you are not guaranteed payment. Yeah. So Ryan and I, we got paid from uh, the state essentially from WPS mm-hmm. uh, health insurance. We got paid through them. Well, um, we would submit claims, paper claims is how it was set up. At the time, we'd submit a paper claim. You know, one time it took 75 days for us to get paid. Yeah. It took 75 days for us to get paid and usually it took 45 days. So it was 30 days longer than, than normal. So yeah, Ryan and I didn't get paid for that time at all. We were actually like taking money from our savings to put in the account. Mm-hmm. We went to our, we had a few key employees at the time. We went to them and say, hey, can you guys not cash your check for 30 days or until like, can you just hold off cashing your check? If you need to cash it, let us know and give us a couple day buffer, but we will let you know when we get money in. Yeah. And thankfully we had some really great people working with us who were like, Oh, do we totally understand? Like we're in the first year of the business. We yeah. understand. And so a con, you're not guaranteed payment. No. You're not guaranteed income. No. Um, so what do we just roll over there? responsibilities through the fucking roof. Yep. You're not guaranteed payment. You don't get not guaranteed payments. You don't get PTO. You don't get benefits. If you're not working, you're not getting paid. No. So if you're single and you don't have a spouse who gets health insurance, well, now you got to find health insurance. Yep. You're not getting PTO. You're not getting a 401k match. None of that shit. And you have to think like for most business, I want to say for some businesses, like it could be a 24 seven thing. Because, like, if you're in, like, contracting or something and something happens overnight, like, you have to make, you have to go in and fix it. Okay. That rolls right into time commitment. Oh, yeah. So, your time commitment, you are on all the time. Yeah. So, your phone is your life. Yep. So, you're on. And if you get called in, whatever, someone, you know, this is more in the realm of like 
you know, the assisted living world, it's more in the realm of like electrician or plumber or HVAC, you know, less of a contractor stuff unless you have like a roof leak. But even then, a lot of that shit waits till the next day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you time commitment. You're on. Yeah. And, um, and so you, you, you might think, you know, the other con of it is you're used to working eight to 10 hours a day. Yeah. Now you're working your eight to ten, plus you're doing your quotes, you're getting, you're doing your marketing, you're doing your leads, you're doing your books. Um, you're thinking about the business, you're thinking about where you're taking it, you're thinking of the moves you're making, you're thinking of your profits and losses, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're thinking of maybe other things you can offer because you're slow, whatever it is. You just went from working eight to ten hours a day to twelve to fourteen easy. Yeah. Perfect example. Mike, 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 who works with us. Yeah, he did. Uh, him and his dad, they had employee, a couple employees here and there, on and off. Um, but a lot of the, a lot of the time, he was self-employed, just a one-man show. Yeah. Um, for for a number of years, he said how he would do it is, he'd get up around like I think he got up around like five thirty, six. He'd go to the store and get the material for the job for the day for the work he was doing. He'd go on job. He'd do the work for the day, um, eight hours, 10 hours, whatever. He'd get home. Um, but when he got home, um, he would hang out with the kids for a couple hours. Yeah. Then while they're having dinner, he would be doing quotes, uh, doing leads, whatever. He'd go meet with customers, all that stuff after dinner. Um, and so then it'd be, you know, seven, eight o'clock, he's getting done with his work for the day. And then he's he'd uh, then spend the last hour or two with his wife, mm-hmm. and he said he did that five days a week. Yeah, um, but I'm going. So so your time commitment is wild. Your time commitment is wild. Mm-hmm. Now he uh, to like even say like now he's just a subcontractor for Sean. So he just has to go where Sean tells him to, and Sean pays him for his hourly work. Yep. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to do anything else. No, no, no. He doesn't have to look for work. He doesn't have to do anything like that. To, he just shows up to work. He's got his, you know, as a subcontractor, we we require him to have their certain tools. Yeah. But then all the big tools we supply in our trailer, all the materials and stuff like that. And so... Um, so it went from him having to spend 14 hours a day working to now he just spends 8 to 10 or whatever you give Yeah, him. 7, 8 hours a day. Yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> and but but so on the time commitment, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach over to the pro side for a second with time. Mm-hmm. You're flexible. Yeah. Mike never missed a kid's sporting event, and so if if his kids were at a sporting event in town or even out of town, is he'd pull off. Mm-hmm. He never had to miss it. He also since the day he went into business, he always took off hunting season. Yeah. That's how it is. So you get this flexibility and this time freedom that you don't necessarily have at a job. Yeah. And uh, and so that's definitely something to think about. If you got kids and shit, you might you might lose a little time at night or in the morning with them, but you're not going to miss a sporting event if you want to. Right. You know. So you the pro side is you you have flexibility. You can do some different shit. Yeah. Um. 
this is this is really big if you're like self-employed just starting out to keep in mind you can build this and keep you can build this and in a few years you can have people in roles for all this where you're not going to be doing that yeah and, and and you can just then have someone doing your books someone doing your marketing someone doing the carpets someone doing you know all the shit and you're just overseeing the whole operations yeah they, you can get to that for sure easily it just takes a little bit of time and, and definitely a lot of building fucking skills and knowledge mm-hmm. sacrifice big S- sacrifice big sacrifice so <clears throat> so so continuing with the cons um income instability yeah you like we said earlier you're not guaranteed to get paid um you you're not guaranteed to get work and so and and another thing that we've we ran into last week uh or, or two two weeks ago two three weeks ago whatever it was we have three construction projects going mm-hmm. one of them we were waiting for inspections on mm-hmm. the other one material is still on a on order, yeah. so we've got a lead time on material, and the third one we were waiting on drywallers. So we had three different projects going that you can't work on, and we had to give our our two main guys, me and Kyle, three days off. Couldn't, didn't have work. Mm-hmm. Just you know what I'm saying, but that's just like how the cookies crumbled. It just so happened that all those things landed at the same time, which we don't. Like that was not foreseen. That was not planned. Anything like that. That was just how like schedules lined up, and how things came. We're like, okay, well, that really freaking sucks. Yeah. So you're like that week. Thankfully, the subs are, are cool with it, and and they ha- they were like, yeah, we they got other shit to do, whatever. Um, and and Kyle and I just did some office shit or whatever. Um, went golfing a couple times, whatever. Of course you did. But uh, <laughs> you're not you're not guaranteed work for that week yeah um all of this is going to lead to more stress yeah there's no way around it you you need to prior you'll need to prioritize your health Mm -hmm. um because you're going to be stressed out yeah plain and simple you're going to have a lot more stress than if you're just going to a job so be prepared for it. Be prepared for that. Of all of this shit, okay, all this, the one other thing I want to talk about is you have to, you have to find somebody, to, to to a mentor, something, some someone who's done it before you. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you right now, whether it's watching people online, uh, reaching out to other people in the field you're in, whatever, you want to find a mentor or a coach who's done what you've done to help you and show you it's real mm-hmm. to show you it's real and give you a give you assistance help you out so you're not making dumb mistakes that you could you could have uh avoided because someone has probably has already made those same mistakes 100 percent. It, it someone's already made the mistake for sure and and you can learn from them and it'll save you so much life mm-hmm. and so much time yeah i mean if you know someone who's has the same business who has has done what you want to do offer them coffee or lunch take them out and ask them questions a lot of times like people want to help absolutely and there are and there are some asshole guys there's no there's for sure some assholes but here's the thing like 
if you're a if you're a, a business that's been in around for you know 10 15 20 25 years whatever and i go to you for advice they're not concerned i'm taking their work no they have the fucking reputation they have the systems down they know how their business is running they got the marketing department they got all that shit they are not concerned about me and kyle coming in and taking their work no and so they're gonna help us out and plus who knows maybe that person wants to get out of their job and you can just uh take over Say again? So maybe that the person, the mentor you want to uh, ask about work. What if five years down the road they want to sell their business? Oh, 100%. 100%. And they're, and they're looking for someone to come in and mm, take over. Pass on their info, take over mm-hmm. all that shit. 100%. All right. So those are my main cons I have. You yep. got any? To no, that's t- about, that sums it up. Let's roll into benefits because guess what? There's benefits. There are. There's benefits. Biggest one, number one, everyone's going to tell you it. Freedom. Freedom. Man, I got freedom. I got I got so much freedom. I went from having to go to work Monday through Friday for eight hours, 40 hours a week. I got so much freedom. I get to work Monday through Sunday, and I get to put in 70 hours a week. Man, am I free. Mm-hmm. All the freedom in the world. Definitely. So but you, you get to decide your schedule. But you get to decide when you're working those 70 hours. Yeah, but you do in those 70 hours. So... Yeah, I mean, you're you're definitely more free. You're more free, um, but at the same time, your your uh, slave side of it, responsibility side, uh, just like quadrupled. Yep. So you're actually so much farther away from freedom than you thought you were. Mm-hmm. So that's the number one benefit: is freedom. Yeah. Which is also the biggest con. Yep. All right. Second biggest thing, what's what's so great about owning a business, babe? Money. Tax write-offs. Got it. You get to fucking write off everything. Yeah. You can write off everything down or you're not making a fucking dollar. Yep. Because, hey, you know what? I want this new tool. You know, I just got paid. I want this new tool. I can use it as a tax write-off, babe. I can use it as a tax write-off. Yeah. Take that tax write-off, baby. Get it. Get it. Buy that new tool. Take, take that tax rate off. You know, actually, a brand new truck's a good tax rate off, too. Mm-hmm. Get you that new truck. You know, you got to do some market research, right? Take a vacation. Take a vacation. Get that write off, baby. Write it off. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, there's, there's a, there, take, all, take the write offs. Take them till you make no fucking money and mm-hmm. you lose the business. Mm hmm. What you're going to realize with these tax write-offs is these tax write-offs don't actually matter until your profit is over 200000 plus a year. Yeah. Like actually, like it really, your, the amount you're getting taxed really don't fucking matter, dude, until, I mean, when you break it down, 250000 plus is when tax write-offs really start becoming a cool thing. Yeah. So, because it's when you enter a new tax bracket, right? It's when you enter the highest tax bracket is yeah. is uh is around like, um the highest tax bracket I think is around like two ninety six or something. You enter around there three hundred thousand. Is that so single or married? That's single. Okay. So. Because married, it's like five hundred, isn't it? I think it's five hundred. Yeah. Something like that is when. You, but and and taxes are tiered, and so like up to two hundred grand, dude, you're not. You're not getting taxed too differently than you would a normal job. Right, right. 
So, um, guys, you get you get these beautiful tax write-offs. They're awesome. I do agree. I use them, right? Like, I write off my truck. I write off my office. I write this shit off. 100% you're going to write it off. It's what you do. It's part of operating the business, right? It's not as much of a benefit as people say. <sighs> Dude, you got to make fucking money. At the end of the day, you got to make fucking money, and you got to be smart with how you're spending it. If you... If you think to operate your fucking lawn mowing company, you need to buy a new Duramax Denali for fucking 80 grand and you're making a $1,200 a month payment. Mm-hmm. No. I'm telling you right now, that ain't, that's not a good tax write off because your fucking lawn mowing company ain't making 250 plus mm-hmm. profit a year. Ooh, um, good point to add on to that. Uh, at least in the U.S., in order to get any loan, you have to have two years of tax returns for your business. Yeah, two. Yeah, you need two years of positive tax returns to get to get a loan. Yeah, so do think about that too. If you decide to quit your job and just start a business, you're not buying getting. A house. You're not buying a house. You're not getting a car. Like, no. you're not getting any of that for at least two years. Yeah. Probably more. Yeah. But at least two years. Yep. So you get your tax write-offs, baby. You got your time freedom. I will say there is one actual very cool thing, and I've talked about this till wit's end. You're in control. This is the benefit. Yeah. You are actually in control. You're in control of your destiny. No one's firing you. You don't have to worry that, that you might get a layoff. Nothing like that, dude. You're not answering to anybody. Besides customers and shit like that, but you can choose to not work with customers. Mm-hmm. You control your destiny. Yeah. You control your money. You control your business. You control your life. Yeah. That is the number one thing you get control. That's that's my that's my actual favorite benefit about a business. Yeah. You're in control because guess what? At the end of the day, if I only make fifty grand this year and not five hundred grand this year, whose fault is that? Yours. Mine. Because I fucked off. Mm-hmm. If if uh, I take this vacation and shit falls apart at home, which it's going really well. I'm, I'm very happy with it right now. But I didn't put the right people in place. I didn't give them like the, a good enough support system or whatever. Um, and shit falls apart. Whose fault is it? Yours. Mine. Because I didn't prep them. Yeah. This is the ultimate no excuse, 100% accountability Owning a business. Owning a business will humble you. Or it'll put you into a, a level of like, uh, uh, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Humb- the opposite of humble. Um, Egotistical? Uh, yeah, you, it, it can, you can almost... Boost, boost your confidence? Uh, you can almost think of it, instead of like humbling you, you can almost think that like the world's out to get you and everything's falling and you can use like all the excuses in the book. Uh, because you you can use the excuse of like, well, I didn't get the work I wanted to get done because I had to do the quote, and I had to get the work, and I had to oh yeah you know talk to the customer, and I had to go get the materials, and so because of all that, I wasn't able to work. Well, you should have been more efficient. Yeah, should have worked long. It doesn't matter. Like you, you, it, it's you should just, prepared for having a business before having a business. Hundred percent. But nothing will prepare you more than this than getting in and doing it. Yeah. The way to really learn is getting in and doing it, but being aware before you get into it will help you from fucking losing a lot of money and quitting. Mm-hmm. All right. Any more pros? 
two more. Number one, or the, the next one is you will become extremely resourceful. Yeah. You're going to learn so much. You have to problem solve so much. Dude, you, you, you are going to be an expert at problem solving. Mm-hmm. You have to think quick on your feet. Yep. You have to uh, patience too. You learn a lot of useful skills. Problem Dude, solving, patience. You, you just, you, you gain so many skills and become so, so resourceful mm-hmm. owning a business. It's, you, it's just like this. When Ryan and I started our business, we didn't really know how to. Be, we we were caregivers for three months. Yeah. You think we were expert caregivers? Hell no. Fuck no. We start this business. We get into it. The next six months, him and I alternate twenty-four hour shifts for six months. Then we start hiring employees. Yeah. We have those employees coming to us. Ryan and I have been in the caregiving realm now for this point. We've been doing it for nine months. Okay, nine months. We've got people coming to us, mm-hmm. asking us how to be caregivers, and yep. we have to train people on how to be caregivers. We're negotiating contracts. Mm-hmm. We're uh, we're bookkeeping. Um, we are talking to the state and getting licenses yep. and doing licenses, filling out all this paperwork. <clears throat> we didn't know anything no but we had to be the experts on it mm-hmm. we had to be the experts on how to train our staff in so that we could give quality care we had to be experts on how to fucking negotiate a contract we had to know all of these things because we were like it was your business you had to it's our business it, it the the it falls at the end of the day it falls on us mm-hmm. blame falls on us no matter what so we either are gonna fail or we're going to become like... You have to figure it out. You figure it out. Yeah. And it's all part of being resourceful. It is my second favorite thing besides control. That's cool. Control, you don't have a single fucking excuse. The next thing you have is resources. You you become the most fucking resourceful person out there. Yeah. How are we doing? Good. Okay, cool. You got anything on resourceful? No. That was it. The last pro... At least this, I just threw this together over thinking since my buddy messaged me this morning, threw this together. This is my thoughts from the day. So I'm missing stuff. I apologize. But you got a potential to earn a lot more fucking money. The potential. You have the potential to earn so much more goddamn money because, 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 because. As one person, mm-hmm. you're trading time for money. Yeah. When you're not there working. Now. You start a business. If you're only going to be self-employed, your potential to make a lot more money isn't there. I'm sorry, but you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. But if you build a business, if you build a business. Grow a team. Grow a team. I mean, when I I left Stable Living, I think we had, you know, just shy of 40 employees. We had like uh, around 20 full-time and 20 part-time or whatever. That's a lot more fucking hours than Ryan and I could put in. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, when you got 20 full-time employees, I don't, I don't remember how many hours in total it, it was a week, right? But it was thousands, yeah. thousands, you know, thousands going out from staff. Well, guess what? We can't work a thousand hours a week. No, you can't. So you have a potential of leverage. Yeah. You leverage people's times. You leverage people's skill sets. You leverage your skill sets in time. And your exponential for money 
goes through the roof because you're no longer just making $20 an hour on yourself. You're making $5 an hour on everybody who's making $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or so you're paying, you're paying everyone $15 an hour. You're making $20 an hour. So you're making $5 on top of everything. Granted, you got to pay the bills and everything. But when you've got 10 people working for you, making $5 extra uh, per person, per hour, $50 an hour, you're making extra, boom, yeah. on up, right? So, and granted, when you talk about actual construction and, and when you talk about actual like business, it's it's actually, you know, you're paying your guys 30, 34, th- just, say, just say all in to pay my guys completely let's just say is uh, $30 an hour. Well, yours is different because they're subcontractors, so you're not paying unemployment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's just say, okay, so so I'm paying a sub. Uh, let's just say I'm paying a sub $40 an hour, yeah. okay? I charge out at 75 an hour. So my subs, if they're working efficient enough, because mm-hmm. I also need to account for their, like, they, they need to be working efficient and worth their time because there's going to be some downtime yeah moving shit driving to jobs getting all the shit together that aren't that we aren't bidding for you know yeah. that we don't get to charge for and so between my guys efficiency and what i'm charging out an hour 40 dollars an hour 75 an hour let's just say they work efficient enough to make that 40 an hour so i'm making profit 35 an hour mm-hmm so if I got two guys working for me, I'm making 70 an hour. Got three guys working for me, I'm making 105 an hour. Mm. And with that money, I mean, so then then you take that and you can add things to expand your business. So let's say then you can get a trailer because you made all that extra money off of them. Then you use that to buy a trailer. Then you use that money to buy a truck. Then you use that money to buy a uh office too so yeah yeah but even better like so you get those things because that helps that helps the on job run smoother right you that's less trips to menards that's less fumbling around the back of your truck or Mm -hmm. van or whatever so you get all that shit that makes it better that's making the job site more efficient right yeah but then once that once the once the efficiency is running and the efficiency is all good now uh, we have a good, efficient product. We know how long jobs are taking us. Now I'm taking that 105 an hour I'm making, and I am hiring somebody to do my marketing, to bring mm-hmm. in more work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that 105 is paying their wage, plus it's paying for the marketing. And so, sure, we're not making shit for money anymore, but now we're bringing in more work. Now I can hire three more guys, and I can make another 105. Mm-hmm. An hour. So, so by doing that, like round circle thing, is how you expand, how you grow, how you leverage, how you leveraging people's time, resources, etc. Because now we've got one person in marketing bringing in enough work to cover six people working. Yeah. We're making two hundred ten dollars an hour now, profit two hundred ten an hour, eight hours a day. You're making sixteen hundred profit a day. You know, and so that's paying that sixteen hundred a day is paying for. Your marketing, it's paying for me to run the show, whatever, right? For accounting, yeah. For accounting, whatever. all that stuff. And, but but you keep doing that. You keep adding. You're getting more efficient, more efficient. Keep adding. The guys in the job site are actually getting better at their job. So now they're actually only costing you $30 an hour mm-hmm. because they're getting that much work done. Yeah. So now you're making 45 an hour, right? So all that stuff, boom, boom, boom. That's how you grow a business. That's how you leverage time. That's how you make way more money mm-hmm. than if you're just doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. So, but that is not guaranteed. That is not fucking guaranteed, and that's very difficult. And I'm going to tell you right now, 
if your skill set is laying tile, what I just explained, <laughs> you better find someone who can lay fucking tile for you because you're going to spend the next five years trying to figure out what the fuck I just said. Yep. To get proficient at it, to get to to have a chance at it. Yep. Sorry, is what it is, because you learn the most through doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, the more repetition, the more repetition, right? In order to know what the fuck you're doing, you have to research it and you yeah. have to understand it. I do so much fucking research on this shit, and then I execute it and I do this stuff, and then I learn from it and I look at it and I go, oh, well, that just costed me this much fucking money and time. Mm-hmm. Let's try again. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's not <laughs> running a business, having a business, being self employed, all that shit. Is not sunshine and rainbows. No, it's not for the weak. It's no, dude. If if you're looking, if you're looking at it in the fact of like, oh, my boss charges seventy five an hour, but I only make twenty an hour. Mm-hmm. Hey, dog, there's a fucking reason. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're just gonna come into the business and you're gonna still work your eight to ten hours, but you're gonna make more money, once you factor in all your time, once you factor in all your time. Time, stress. Time, stress, all that shit. Yeah. You're going to look at it and you're going to go, motherfuck, dude. I make $25 an hour now instead of 20 but I don't get overtime and I'm putting in 60, 70 hours a week. How the fuck did this happen? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. now you know why. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's not as easy as people make it think. No, but that's starting out. There's ways to streamline all this stuff, especially in the realm like massage therapy. Um, you can have people book everything online. That brings your shit way down. Customers are coming right to you. Uh, you can set up things to automatically send text messages for reviews. Yeah. Um, you know, text reminders for uh, confirming appointments, all that shit. There's ways to make all this efficient. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're starting out in business. I can almost fucking guarantee you if you're a massage therapist, you don't know all those things. No. It's going to take you a little bit of time, trial and error, mm-hmm. some headache to figure that out. Yeah. All right. That's running. Uh, that's pretty much, that's starting a business. Yeah. That's that's low and skinny on what you need to know to become self-employed or start a business. Uh, the last two things I do want to touch on because I said I would earlier is the um, is number one about uh, being an independent contractor. Yeah. So in this in this situation, the friend reached out to me. About, uh, you know, he said that his boss talked to him about partnering on deals. Mm-hmm. And Kyle and I have been doing it this way. And I actually talked to uh, another friend about it uh, last week. Talked to another friend about structure and uh, partnership or contract, stuff like that. <clears throat> the big, big, big thing to think about that people aren't thinking. Just because someone says, hey, let's partner, you know. Um, you're you're uh, independent contractor. I'm an independent contractor. Well, I'm the general contractor. You're the independent contractor. Mm-hmm. Let's partner on a deal. You'll get thirty percent of the income. I'll get seventy percent of the income. I'm the general. I'm getting the work, but you're going to be the main guy doing the work. So that's how we're going to do it, low and skinny. Okay, set, cool. There's no guarantee that they're actually going to do that with you and pay you. Mm-hmm. There's there's no guarantee that after a couple jobs. They don't find another independent contractor who's willing to take 25%. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you also don't know... How much lead gen they're doing. 
you don't know how much lead gen you're doing. They don't, you don't necessarily know if they're continuing to bring in work. Mm-hmm. You also, are you accounting for, are you now doing all the work? What's the people's roles in this? So you're getting 30%, but are you doing all of the work now and they're just bringing in the leads? Or are you both doing equal amount of work, but they're getting compensated for more because they're working outside of that, right? Right. Um, and not necessarily not necessarily hour-wise, but amount of work they accomplish. Yeah. Because, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, me doing work, when I used to work with Nate, mm-hmm. dude, I was, I was operating at about one-third of Nate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm putting in eight hours... It's like Nate putting in two and a half. Yeah. So it's not it's not necessarily hours and time. It's it's necessarily like work getting accomplished. Yeah. Right. And so you gotta keep those things in mind. Mm-hmm. And so how do you get around all of that? The best fucking easiest way in the world, it's called a contract. Yep. Get this shit in writing, make contracts with people. Here it is. ABC LLC will be the general contractor they will source the deal and they will also be um they will also be on the hook for 50 percent of the work yeah um they will receive 70 percent of the job's compensation xyz llc will be the main worker on the site their goal is to accomplish 50 percent of the work um they will be compensated 30 percent for for the job mm-hmm. um this is how payments will be made. Bop, 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 bop. Right? And then you have that. You need to have that. But you also should have something that says ABC has to use X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. as their main contract. If ABC does not use X, Y, and Z and instead uses 123 LLC, they will void this contract and then you could go into uh, some sort of suit for mm-hmm. it because they just took away your livelihood because yeah. they just breached the contract. <clears throat> so contracts is how you get it done. How do you get contracts done? Get an attorney. Cost you a few hundred bucks to put up a, to write a contract like that. But Make, it could save your life. Yeah, it can save your life. Save your livelihood. And you know what? You might not spend a thousand bucks on it. I'm telling you right now it was worth it. Yep. So um that's that's a little skinny on that the last thing i'm gonna do is touch very very quickly on the the dave ramsey thing right yeah on on starting a side hustle first people think you have to go all in you do not have to go all in no i'm telling you right now let's let's use let's use contracting once again as an example let's use carpets okay Mm -hmm. You go to your job, you're working 40 hours a week as a carpet installer. There's nothing that says you as a laborer are, as, as, as long as you're not breaking any ethics, you're not taking any customers from work, nothing like that. Um, there's nothing that says that you cannot go and uh, put out a Facebook ad saying you do carpets on the afternoons and weekends. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're working 40 hours a week, if you cannot go and do a job a weekend, or you cannot go do a job, a uh, job in the afternoon, a job on the weekend, whatever. If you don't even have, if you don't have the uh, gusto, the ambition to do it for an extra 15, 12, 15, 20, 25 hours a week, you're not going to have the ambition and gusto to do it full time. Yeah, no. 
you you need someone to hold you accountable and it's not going to be yourself if you're not willing to do it part-time as a side hustle to grow it and see it, it, it see that it's actually a reality I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't going to do it full time. No. You're not, this business isn't going to survive. It's not going to thrive. Nothing like that. You might be lucky to come close to what you're making now, working 40 hours a week. Yep. Very, very, very much so. Lowest. You want to have your lowest, uh, whatever it costs uh, to do, it's a, your minimum viable product. Uh, so you need your minimal viable product, so what you can offer, but you also have to think about like, your minimal cost to do so. Yeah. So keep your overhead very low. Um, you bare bones tools. You know, if you're doing carpet, you don't need to go out and buy a fucking van. Right. You can have your car. You can put your tools for your carpet in your car. You can get a eight foot utility trailer. Um, don't have a gate in the back because carpet rolls are twelve foot and it's going to hang out. And you can get a little eight-foot utility trailer, put your carpet on it, and bring it to a job site. Mm -hmm. Your all-in overhead to have a carpet company could be like three grand. Keep your overhead as low as possible. Make that money back. Prove to yourself it's a viable company. Mm -hmm. Pat, who does a lot of our carpets, dude's got this fucking 30-year-old toolbox with you know, 20, 30-year-old tools in there. And guess what? Boy, does it do a good fucking job. Mm -hmm. You just have to think, too, like, a lot of people are going to start their own business and, it, like, in the field, they're probably already doing their career. So you have to think, like, um, I'll use Kyle as an example. Mm -hmm. He worked at Nuss Trucking, and so they had a paint booth, yep. and they allowed the workers yes. to use it whenever they wanted to. As long as there wasn't company work in the paint booth. Right. Um, and so you get to think like that was a huge expense that like when you guys were doing the car thing mm -hmm. that you didn't have to pay for. Right. Like obviously you had to pay for the materials yeah. and Kyle's time, but that was something you did not have to pay for. Right. And if like you wanted to start your own car flipping business, like that would have had to have been, and Kyle decided to quit his job. That was a huge expense that you would have had to made after that. Oh man, it would have been. That would have been huge. That, mm -hmm. If we would have, that that would have been hard to walk away mm -hmm. from. Yeah. And so do you think like you can just have an easy side hustle and just accept jobs as they come and go. You don't need to keep adding more and more and more and more. Like right. you can just add a one carp job, carpet job on the side every week to get in a little extra cash. Hunch, dude, and it all comes down to knowing what the fuck you want. Yeah. Do you want a business or do you just want a little extra cheddar for a little bit? Do you just want to continue getting better at your skill set? Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then you can go from there because, it, like you just said, it might be you just want a little extra income and you get that through already doing your skill set that you're good at. Yeah. And then you don't, you don't have to worry about the stress or the materials or anything. And I'm going to tell you right now, going to your job, doing your 40 hours a week, and then doing little side jobs like that, mm -hmm. that you just get through word of mouth, you get from posting online or whatever, and you might actually only have the same amount of time put in 70, 60, 70 hours a week than if you went full-time into business for yourself, yeah. and you might actually be making quite a bit more money. Yeah, and you get you still get control. You get control, and you get, you, you 
consistent paycheck no yeah. matter what you get in your income yeah all right that's all i got that's starting a business there you go all right gang thanks for tuning in hope uh hope you learned a thing or two and uh oh we didn't mention at the beginning we're in virginia beach today ah virginia beach yeah virginia beach the ocean's right there it's really cool yeah super dope well i'll post a picture on instagram tomorrow okay wait this comes out tomorrow, tomorrow. no this works perfect all right, gang. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. Catch you on the next one. See you.